Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, protection guards, news, poorly thought out manga, contradictory rules, German language, assassination attempts, and insane rants. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 130. I didn't know that there was another manga artist named Takahashi. Unfortunately, he is a crappy artist. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sparkin' Manga Review. This is your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, hello, bonjour, and guten tag. Yes, we're back for another fun-filled episode. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome. Sparkin' side that provides information and reviews about connectly enhanced narratives. Specifically, manga, video games, books movies, etc. Since this is the Spyrokin Manga Review, obviously we're going to be talking about mangas and comics. We will distinguish the difference in the title, of course. You can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spyrokin.com or fightbait.com. You can email us, spyrokin.gmail.com, xanaspyrokin.com, or you can leave us voicemail at 206-350-8462. We are also on iTunes, Zoom Marketplace, and if you look on Twitter, Wonder Spyrokin, and on Facebook, you can find us. Just look up S-P-R-A-K-N. Today is a pretty big episode because it is episode 130. Yes, 130. Almost to 150. 20 more to go and we'll have the big super anniversary episode. But so far, what's been going on? Not a whole lot. Me and Timbo are actually getting ready to go to anime next. We got a couple days left to get ready. Well, one day to get ready because, well, we're going to go. We're going to have a fucking awesome time. And there are some awesome panels that look great. I mean... There's like two podcaster panels, you got three concerts going on, you have this really insane werewolf panel going on, and to top it off, there is a hentai dubbing panel, so it should be pretty awesome or badass. We'll see. It's the second time going. If you look back at an earlier post, we kind of posted pictures, this time we're actually going to be doing a sort of podcast with it. Of course, I'll probably be releasing that next week. So that way, we'll skip a week with regular podcasts. You'll see how it is. So typical supplementary episodes. Either way, in other things, we have news. Yes, news. So let's get on with it. Now, there's four really big things that have been going on the last two weeks. I mean, there's other stuff going on, which I could go on about all of the events involving the tragic tsunami, which happened in Japan, but we're not going to get into that. We're not going to talk about some of the depressing stuff. We're going to talk about uplifting, happy things. So, 
The first one is pretty diverse, actually. Apparently, a manga creator, Jiro Taniguchi, is going to be knighted in France. I know, it's weird. Apparently, he's going to be getting the Knight of the Order of Arts and Letters decoration. And Jiro Taniguchi is a guy who's actually worked on The Walking Man, The Ice Wanderer, in a distant neighborhood. These have been nominated for Eisner Awards, and Viz also published his Bankai in New York anime. Supposedly there is a live-action version of his film, which was actually shot in France. So that is a pretty good addition to it, and it's very unique because, hey, Japanese manga is getting a French award in France, and there are rumors that France actually likes manga. I mean... Space Adventure Cobra is really big over there. Any of my French listeners, let me know how big it is over there if it's as big as I've heard. Is it like the whole Dungeons & Dragons thing? Like, over here it is a geek community situation, but over there it's supposedly this elitist, like, only the best and most intellectual people are involved in role-playing games. Let me know, sparkandgmail.com, so we can figure out what the hell the deal is. Our next bit of news is a little bit more kind of sad, and that's the... The Shiki horror manga is ending. For those who don't know, Shiki is written by Fuyumi Ono and Ryu Fujisaki. And it's about this isolated mountain town that has all these weird deaths happening. And it turns out that, you know, the blood loss and all these other situations that vampires are involved. There was actually a anime adaption which the main actor was gacked. Yes, the singer gacked. So a lot of people like that. There's rumors that there's going to be a live-action movie. You have a lot of other things with the series, which is pretty interesting. I actually enjoyed it. It's really creepy. There's 11 volumes total, and like I said, it, it ended. So, ah, well. Hopefully, you can check it out if you have a chance to review it. It might be on the wheel of manga. We'll see. So, next one it has nothing to do with manga, but I just found it pretty cool. Eddie Paul Industries, which is a prop maker based in California... They decided to make an authentic replica of Kaneda's laser gun from Akira. And if you've never seen this laser gun, it's pretty badass. It's a big gun where they actually have a battery pack connected to it. And it's apparently a non-firing version, obviously, because I don't think they'd have the power to make an actual laser rifle. Well, legally. And it's going to be going for $1,000. It looks pretty badass. I could see it. If you're a cosplayer, I think it would be worth getting. They also made the Kira motorcycle. So you get that and that, you get the thing. You are all set to go. You are awesome. You are kick-ass. Now, if only they're able to make Excalibog and the Trigun guns, I think this would be... No, actually, no. Better than Trigun guns. The Helsing guns? I think that would be better. But, so, that's a little bit odd and weird. So, anyway, let's get off that topic. So let's see what else. There's one more news bit we have. This is actually something which I'm interested in. Now, apparently... Kyoroseki University is going to be offering the first ever Japanese doctorate program in manga studies beginning in April of next year. And for those who don't know, Kyotoseki is this very illustrious 40-year academic history involvement with manga and animation. They were a very prestigious university. Originally, they just put in a manga studies class. And then they made a faculty of manga back in 2006. And now, officially, they are making a doctorate. I mean, there's, supposedly there's rumors there's a master's program, too. And the teaching staff are all famous mangakas and translators. I mean, Matt Thorne, who's written a couple of very good books, is one of the 
teachers there. Another one is the creator of Tutera, Keiko Takemiya, and it's a three-year program to get the doctorate in arts, and you can become a researcher, a professor, or a mangaka. They're starting applications next January, and the tests are in February, and it only is going to accept 12 students to the program. And if you want to check out, you just go to the university's website. And I'm going to be honest, that's pretty fucking cool. I mean, if I was smarter and I was able to go to Japan and speak Japanese, I would go for this. I would go for a manga PhD. I think I'd do pretty well. What do you guys think? Let me know. Sparkandgmail.com or 206-250-8462. If you think I should go for a manga PhD. I mean, I have an official PhD, but again, neither here nor there. I know some people say, oh, that's a curse, but yeah, whatever. We will see. We'll figure out what's going on. I mean, that's pretty fucking awesome. Uh, and that's it, really, for the news. So, let's get on with it. Now, we have the part you've all been waiting for, but you've been destined to hear about. And what are we talking about? We're talking about the review for this episode. Yes, we review manga. We don't just do news. And hear me babble for 40 minutes. And... If you remember from the last episode of the Sparkin Manga Review, I spun the one, the only, the Wheel of Manga. And it dictated unto me that we're reviewing a manga which came out in 2010. It was written by a Takahashi, not Rumiko Takahashi, this is Ryo Takahashi. I don't know if this person is related to Rumiko, but if they are, they are a horrible disappointment. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. This manga is an alternate history, conspiracy theory, yaoi-esque... I have no idea, because it seems like Ryu did not know what the fuck he was trying to make. And the title is called Toxic. And no, this is not like the other Toxic manga, which is a one-shot yaoi, which is about two guys who are in a very bad relationship. No. This is different. This is an alternate history retelling of a horrible conspiracy. But, again, I'm getting ahead of myself. Alright, well, so let me set up the stage of this manga. First off, it's never going to be released over here. I doubt it ever will, and I hope it never will, because there are too many different populations that it would offend. A lot of people would be offended by this manga, and I don't even think it's done yet. There are so far five chapters which have been released, and I have no idea if this manga has even been completed or not. I frankly don't care. I just hope that it's never picked up. But, again, it opens up with a definition of what poison is. It reads, Poison, a substance damaging to human bodies, a fearful thing that is harmful to life, or something that will cause catastrophic harm. That's a lovely way to open up a manga, don't you think? It kind of hints at what's going to go on, but doesn't really. And then it opens up to the scene, and we see a huge parade going on. A lot of little kids looking and smiling and waving at all the people walking by in this parade. see a lot of vehicles with a flag flowing. And you see a lot of gentlemen wearing Gestapo gear. And then you read what it is. Ten years in the past, World War III happened. And a faction won. A group won, so now the world is now run by the World Unified Government. And they are led by their glorious leader whose name is Albert Rosen Moeller. Or, as the world calls him, Zephyrda. Yes, apparently this is an alternate history where the equivalent of the Nazis won. And they're not the Nazis, though, because they don't have swastikas. It's all roses. They're wearing these rose armbands. And apparently this parade is going to a speech where Muller is going to be talking to all of his glorious subjects. 
And as he goes there, you see Muller. He's a very nondescript man with an eye patch, and he begins talking. And you see his guards, the Black Rose, and I haven't explained what they are yet. I'll get into that in a moment. But as he is giving his speech, one of them notices that there's a glint in a window up high. And so immediately they realize, oh shit, someone's going to try assassinating our leader. Let's go get him. And as they're running upstairs, he goes to the assassins and like, okay, we got to just calculate. Oh shit, they found us. All right, all right. Don't worry about it. Relax. Just get ready. It's 15 knots to the west. You just got to get ready. Take the shot. Take the shot. They take the shot. And bang! Muller is down. They have won. They have assassinated the Zephyrer. They have assassinated him, and he is fallen. He is defeated. And as the Black Rose break in, the two assassins are laughing maniacally. They're saying, hey, we won. You know, we are messengers of Ormuzo, who, for those who don't know, Ormuzo was a deity of good from the old Iranian religion. So obviously they're Iranian, and they're saying, we defeated the, the vicious demon. And they look, and they see the uniforms, and they're all, all the people in these uniforms are all beautiful Bishonen men with an armband around them, and they're immediately like, oh, you're the Black Rose, you are prostitutes to this horrible government, and we have won, though. And they said, no, you haven't. You just killed a decoy. And why would you think a demon can't be killed with a lead bullet? So they call their leader a demon, and they take him off. So, what are the Black Rose? The Black Rose are also known as the Elite Guards, or the Schutzstaffel. Now, for those who don't know, the Schutzstaffel Protection Squad was the personal guard to Adolf Hitler in 1925. The Black Rose are also a group of protectors for Albert Rosen Molnar. They are personally chosen for him because they are the image of the, the perfect beauty that symbolizes world unification. Hence the fact they're all beautiful, pretty boys. And they worship this guy as he is essentially their god. He's in a meeting with all of them and he's talking about... How, oh, you don't need me. And they said, Urson would, has been dead for 50 years. And we needed you to take control of Fiora. Please, let us be with you forever. We will do what we can. And meanwhile, they leave the Fiora alone. And he's in his personal quarters. And he's saying, it doesn't matter. The flower bed will never be complete. No matter how... I can make you beautiful, and I'll make you mine. I can't stand this body that's unable to feel you. And he's prostrating against his painting he has. And all you can see in the painting is you see a body from the shoulders down, because the rest is covered in shadows, and either there's someone behind this body clasping behind them with their hands in front of them, or the guy's clasping his hands together, and his the waist down is covered in roses. So, obviously this is a picture of a young, pretty boy, and so we can assume that the Führer has a thing for this beautiful boy. But as it goes on, this new world unified government is anti-gay. So it's a little bit unusual that the Führer is actually a closet homosexual, which they're hinting at, but not really. We don't know. So, introduce the newest member of the Black Roses, Second Lieutenant Luca Ogami. He was top of the 5th class at the Academy for Unified Army Officers, and to top it off, he is the adopted son of Colonel Motojiro Ogami, the head surgeon of the Elite Guards and the Fuhrer's second personal doctor, and Deputy Commander First Lieutenant Luis Ogami, who is, like I said, he's a Deputy Commander. He's kind of high up there. And so this guy has a lot of connections, and they immediately, when they first get there, they strip off all his clothes and they check him for any weapons and anything. They say, well, you're joining us and this is your first time and so lucky you're you're being honored by being one of the Black Roses. And Luis, the older brother, didn't know that his younger brother was joining the Black Rose. He was kind of confused. 
And so he's looking at his younger brother. He's like, what the hell is going on? So immediately he goes off to his father, Dr. Motojiro Ogami, as I said, the head surgeon of the elite guard. And he walks in and he says, uh, why didn't you tell me he was going to be here? And his father goes into a very long monologue. He explains that 1.2 billion people were killed by the army since the unified government was established. And that is one-seventh of the population on the planet. So they've essentially caused a genocide. And their logic is that they don't want to repeat the history of world wars that happened. And so what they're going to do is they're going to eliminate any source of dispute. Hence, people born with disabilities, believers of a different religion, homosexuals, and traitors of the bloodline of those who oppose the unified government. So essentially, anyone who disagrees with this government or anyone who they find different, they would eliminate and kill. At one point in this manga, they actually, due to a theory, they just take 600 people and hang them simultaneously. It's ridiculous. This government is insane and ridiculous. They push a lot of the non-homosexual thing, like, oh, why are you going to do this? And so, as Morojiro is telling Luis this, he's like, well, okay, so why are you telling me this? He's like, well, Luca is going to kill the Fuhrer. Because the Fuhrer is a crazy person who should not have ever been made our leader. And I feel that if we get a new leader, things will be better. Because he is a monster. And Luis is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? We work for the Fjord. I mean, you could have had me do it. Why are you going to have my younger brother who was adopted do it? He's a good boy. He shouldn't be having to do this. You could have had me do it. Why are we doing this? And also, if he gets caught, we're going to die. Motojiro's like, well, it is his destiny. When I found him, I figured he would have been an, he was an angel who was sent to take care of devils. Good thing we have a devil involved. And you can't tell anybody, and you have to help him. Luis is like, what the fuck's going on? What, how is this even going to work? You can't even get to him. He's on a secluded island. They check, They take off all weapons off of the Black Roses, and I don't understand what's going on. So, goes on to Luca's initiation, where they explain all the rules of the Black Rose, which are corruption is forbidden, injustice is forbidden, adultery is forbidden, homosexual acts are forbidden, treason is forbidden, be beautifully strict, Thy honor is faithful. So, they have all these rules, and they even point out to them that, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't... And anyone who has any homosexual tendencies are to be executed immediately. If you look in our backyard, we have a huge grave, and those are all the black roses we found to be gay. And there's a lot of them, and I mean a lot. It looks like Arlington Cemetery, for those of you who know where that is. It's just... Thousands upon thousands of people who've been executed just because of this who are black roses. Immediately, Fiora's like, I want to speak to Luca. And he goes to Luca, he explains the situation, how he's looking to cull the buds of society. And he also has Luca take off his shirt to examine him. It's a little bit frustrating and creepy at the same time. It's like I said, because they keep pushing the homosexual acts are forbidden. Homosexual acts, but he's kind of being creepy about it. Luca meets his roommate. We're introduced to Lieutenant Kaufman, who is their supervisor. And we get further on into what the assassination attempt is going to be. First, they actually, Luca gets captured because he assaulted, well, actually what happened was Luis found Luca in a room with his shirt taken off and one of the superiors walked out. So something happened. And they went to punish Luca and Luca set it up so that there was a turn, and this superior ended up getting arrested and being murdered because, oh, he had homosexual thoughts, this, that, this, that. So he gets arrested, and Luca, in exchange, gets a promotion. See, that's one of the things I like about that there was a plan. The plan is they want to assassinate the Fuhrer, 
and they have a plan to do it. And it's very inventive and it's intelligent. I mean, when you find out what their plan actually is, if you think back to the poison, it explains it. I don't really want to spoil it, but it's a unique premise on that part. And I like that. Now, for the problem with this manga. Because the art isn't that bad. It's very bishonen. It's all pretty boys. The problem with this manga is that for the first 30 pages, you read this, and it's essentially glorifying the Nazi party, even though it's not the Nazi party. And I know that in Japan they have the whole, you know, the Nazi fetishism, like the Hitler stores and all that stuff, and they were partners with them in World War II, but it's it was disturbing and it was a little painful to read. It's not a good thing, and also because of the fact that, one, I have a disability, I'm, I have LRSDANLOS, which means I walk on my toes, also that I'm a different, possibly a different religion than these people, I most likely be executed by these bastards, and I have nothing but contempt for them, so I'm all happy for this assassination. You don't really get into that, it covers it for maybe three pages, and the rest of it is these very homoerotic, but not homoerotic, because you keep having these situations like where Lewis is slowly pulling up the necktie on Luca. But then they keep emphasizing homosexual acts are bad. Homosexual acts are bad. So it's... I don't know. Did Takahashi think that this was a good idea to combine three different concepts together to make a yaoi story combined with an assassination attempt? Possibly. But for me personally, I think that this was a failure. A big failure. I've read a lot of stories over my time. I've read a lot of manga, I've read a lot of graphic novels. I mean, from Mouse to Adolf to Leechy Light Club. I've read a lot of stories which dealt with similar topics as this one. And they were done so much better. This one is so jumbled. I mean, from point A to point B, if I distilled it to the parts which make sense. But you have like 90 pages in between each part, and the rest is garbage in the middle of it. It is... It's not even yaoi fangirl love. It's just a love letter to the essentially Nazi regime, and it is ridiculous and horrible, and I didn't like it. And it's not like I didn't give it a chance. I've read it several times. First time I hated it. Second time I hated it. Third time I looked at it from a reviewer's perspective, and I could understand it. Because if he had just focused on the assassination attempt, on how it was going to be done, all of that, it would have been brilliant. If he just taken out the whole, oh, but let's throw in the fact that this guy's possibly gay, and this guy's possibly gay, and this guy's going to torture this guy because he's gay, and showing them with their shirts taken off, and emphasizing on the Nazi culture, it would have been better. This situation just was poorly executed. It really was poorly executed. And while it does have a good art, it's got a compelling basic story. I honestly, because of the fact that I... It's something which does disturb me, and I just get an uneasy vibe from it. I'm going to have to give this a take it to a priest, purify it, burn it, then piss on the ashes. It's not a good read. I don't think it is. I don't think it's compelling in that way. I mean, the basic plot, if you just distill it and you get rid of all the garbage, it could be a good story. But it's not. It's not. It's just a bunch of weighted crap. And Ryo Takahashi, you should just start making yaois. You shouldn't do this thing where it's a yaoi, but it's not. It's not an unrequited love. I mean, seriously, you could do a lot better than this. You have the art style, you just don't have the story. And this story was bad. It was pretty bad. I'm not going to lie. It was kind of painful at some points. And I'm not going to even try to defend my position. You don't have to agree with it. You can go with your own feelings on it, but this is what I think.
And since it's my show, you gotta listen to it. So, that's it. No more. Sorry this is not a wonderful manga. I wish it was, but hopefully, well, in a minute, we're gonna find out if we can do a better manga. But first, remember, you can check us out at www.sparkin.com. You can email us at sparkin.gmail.com. You can email me at zan.sparkin.com. We're also under Fightbait, and all the other stuff is in our show notes, which you can find on iTunes or at our website. And with that in mind, it's that part you've all been waiting for. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga! Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, exceptional substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on what we've done. is we've assigned 10 mangas to the Wheel. What we're going to do is we're going to spin whatever number it lands on that we're reviewing in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, episode 131. So let's spin and see what we're reviewing in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review. Number two. So, according to my list, in the next episode, I'm going to be reviewing Ichigo 100%, a.k.a. Strawberry 100%. A manga which was released by Viz, and to top it off, it was referenced in several manga, including Sayonara Zaibatsu Sensei. So, it should be pretty good. We'll see. So, guess it for this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. As usual, this is your host, Zahn, and I am Gonsville. Catch you next time.
Thank you.